If you would like to appear on an episode of My Story Living with Lupus, you can contact us at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com. Also visit us on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus. and opinions expressed on my story living with lupus podcast represents each person's individual experience by listening to this podcast or reading our blog you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others as always Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Thank you for joining me for another episode. My story, Living with Lupus. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and I'm so glad that you could join me on this Friday, July 31st, 2020. My, the time is flying by quickly. On this episode, we'll be discussing anti-GBM. That's better known as Good Pastures Disease. Also, I want to tell you about a situation that happened on Thursday. How individuals with lupus is perceived by the general public. So, you know what I want you to do all the way from the United States to South Africa. That's right, grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, and to my listeners, late at night, you know I appreciate it. So go ahead and grab your favorite glass of wine and join the conversation right here on My Story, Living with Lupus Podcast. We all know the benefits of apple cider vinegar. Now you guys know that I'm a vegan and that I have lupus along with other health issues. I used to take ACV every morning before I worked out, but eventually the taste of ACV got to me and I had to look for another alternative. And that's when a friend of mine turned me on to Goli. Goli is the first apple cider vinegar gummy. They give you all the benefits of ACV without 
the taste. That's right. Goalie is vegan, gelatin-free, gluten-free, and 100% organic. And the vitamins and the ACV in Goalie promotes a healthy heart by maintaining a healthy cholesterol range, controls blood sugar levels, and also curbs your appetite. And the best part about Goalie, for every sale generated, a child in need receives a six-month supply of essential vitamins with vitamin angels. So if you don't believe what I'm saying, I'm going to give you some information so you can try Goalie for yourself. Here's a promo code you can use. It's Sue Lynn One. That's S-U-E-L-Y-N-N-E-1. And you'll receive 5% off of your initial purchase. Also, I'll leave a link in the description in the podcast. So, why don't you go and try it for yourself? You won't believe how good it tastes. That's Goalie. All right, thank you for joining me once again. Before we start talking about good pastures disease, I want to tell you about an incident that happened um, Thursday, which was yesterday, July the 30th. Um, I was taking care of some business for the foundation. And due to Rona and social distancing, I had to stand um, in a line um, to take care of what I had to take care of. And um, it was a gentleman there, and he was in line also. And he looked at me, and I had on a T-shirt that I had purchased when... Um, I was going to work out down at the, I'm going to say it, um, the Detroit Medical Center. They have a workout facility there. Um, And he noticed my medical alert brace necklace. And he said, he looked at me and he said, you either work for the hospital or you've been a patient there. And I told him, well, I've been a patient there. And he said, what's, what's, you know, your illness? He said, I noticed your medical alert necklace. And he said, you don't mind me asking. Now, while he was talking to me, it was two more women standing in line. And I told him that um, in May I had my second heart procedure and that 
I had lupus along with numerous underlying conditions. And so he looked and he said, you're joking, right? I said, no. I said, I'm not joking. He said, to look at you, you wouldn't think that anything is wrong. But he said, you can never judge a book by its cover. And so he proceeded to ask me questions about lupus and I proceeded to answer him. And one of the women who was standing in line, um, an individual came to the door that worked for this particular company that I was at. And she told this individual, she said, I have lupus and I can't be standing out here in this sun. And so the man looked at me and um, he looked at the woman. And so the individual who came to the door said, well, I'll go ask my supervisor, can you come inside and sit down and the lady proceeded to say yeah because I'm sick standing up here and you know with what's going on the pandemic everybody in line just looked at her like if you're sick what what are you doing out here and around people and so they person came back to the door and told her that the supervisor said, no, you cannot come in and stand, you know, and wait and sit down. Due to the pandemic, you would have to wait just like everyone else. Now, um, the gentleman, the woman walked off and said, well, I'll just come back some other time. And so the gentleman who was asking me questions about lupus, he came up to me and he said in a low voice, he said, from what you told me about lupus, it reacts differently on everyone. I said, correct. He said, if they would have let her in that building and you're standing out here with the same illness and you're showing proof that you have a medical condition due to your medical alert necklace, he said if they would have let her in, he was going to cause a big uproar. And I told him, it's no need. I said, I'm, I'm okay. And he said, you know, I've heard a lot about the illness lupus. And he stated, I've heard other people state how people with lupus use it as a crutch to get what they want when they want it. 
He said, is that true? And my reply to him was, I can only speak for myself. <coughs> Excuse me. I do not use my illness as a crutch. I choose to fight each and every day that God allows me to wake up regardless of how I am feeling. I said, I have been standing in this line for one hour. And I said, I know people was looking at me because I was moving back and forth. And I said, the reason why I do that is because if I stand still for any length of time, my legs will lock up and it will be hard for me to start back moving, walking. And I said, and I told everybody in line, that is why you see me rocking from side to side, raising my legs up, keeping my body in motion. And one woman, she was a 96 year old woman. She said, baby, I thought you had to use the bathroom. I said, no ma'am. I said, that's what I do so I can move freely, just like you, just like anybody else in the line. I said, but I don't use it as a crutch. I don't use it to get what I want. I don't have a pity party just because I have lupus, I have congestive heart failure, I have pulmonary hypertension, and I begin to list the various underlying conditions that I have. I said, I don't do it. And so they all looked at me in amazement and they started to compare me with the woman who was trying to get into the building. And so one lady came up and stepped out of line and she said, I know that woman who was trying to get into the building. She doesn't have lupus. She said, we grew up together. Said she has never been sick a day in her life. She stated that she overheard what I was saying to get into the building when I was explaining to the gentleman about lupus. The woman overheard what I was stating to get into the building before anyone else. She thought she was going to get 
preferential treatment. But it didn't work. But society deems those of us with this chronic illness, some of us, I should say, with this chronic illness as using it as a crutch. And when I say using it as a crutch, the gentleman stated that um, people can't work due to the lupus. And I explained to him about that. He said, but some people can hold down a job. You may not be able to work 40 hours a week, but you know, you can do something where you are accommodated by the ADA. I said, that's true. Some people can. And, um, but there is a stigma. I want everybody to understand who has this illness. There is a stigma on us that society, some in society, think that we use it as a crutch. And it's sad. It is truly sad. And if there are any individuals out there who is having, we all have a pity party, but don't stay in that woe is me mind frame. Don't let this illness control you. You control the illness. I'm not saying be like me, get up and exercise and watch what you eat because I can tell you to do that all day long, but you're going to do what you want to do. But if you truly want to live your best life with this illness, start living it. Don't let it be a crutch. Prove the people in society wrong. We are not lazy. We are not crazy. We just have an illness that is not our fault. Be the advocate out there and explain to people what this illness is all about. You know, I've always said in this podcast, I've been dealt a hand of cards. Now, I can either fold them, throw them in and fold them, or I can play the hand that I have been dealt and become a winner. And I know that my parents did not raise a loser. I choose to win 
over this illness each and every day that I live. And I want you to do the same also. So let's prove the misconceptions about those of us with lupus wrong. We are not lazy. We don't use this illness as a crutch. We turn our pain into our purpose to go out each and every day to make a difference and to live our best life. You know, those of us with lupus experience hair loss, thinning hair, either from the illness or the medication we take. I have the perfect solution for you. It's called Vitalize. Yes, Vitalize can help you. They are in the business of growing healthy hair. They have a hair system that can help you, and even better, they have a new and improved edge control gel. That's right, ladies. There is no flaking. It lays down the edges and also protects it from heat. But wait one minute. Most importantly, the edge control has the award-winning hair growth ingredient retinin saw. Addition to the three-part scalp treatment system, there is a silk pillowcase for you to lay those growing locks on. Shampoo, conditioner, and multivitamin gummies. You can see reduced shedding. In two weeks, you heard me, and most See results in four. To see proof for yourself, go on over to vitalizehair.com. That's V-I-T-A-L-I-Z-E-H-A-I-R.com. And use the referral link listed in the information box on this podcast. All right, we are getting ready to discuss anti-GBM, better known as good pastures disease. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever had a watermelon, cucumber, cooler? Oh my God, it is the best. You can get it at Trader Joe's. Just try it. That's what I'm sipping on right now, let me tell you. It is so good. But um, this is part of my liquid intake, fluid intake. Um, I can't drink it like I want to, but let me tell you, 
It is so delicious. Oh my God. Uh, you just have to, if you have a Trader Joe's near you, look for the watermelon cucumber cooler. Oh my God. And let me tell you another thing. I froze some in an ice tray and made ice cubes out of it. Oh, oh my God. It's good. It is so good. Okay, now let's get to anti-GBM, better known as Good Pastures Disease. You know, our body's immune system protects us from disease and infection. But if you have an autoimmune disease, your immune system attacks healthy cells and are in your body by mistake. Autoimmune diseases can affect many parts of the body. No one is sure what causes autoimmune diseases. They do tend to run in families, women particularly African American, Hispanic American, Native American women have a higher risk for some autoimmune diseases. There are more than 80 types of autoimmune diseases, and some have similar symptoms. This makes it hard for our healthcare provider to know if you really have one of these diseases, and if so, which one? Now, getting a diagnosis is frustrating and stressful. Often the first symptoms are fatigue, muscle aches, and a low fever. The classic sign of an autoimmune disease is inflammation, which can cause redness, heat, pain, and swelling. We all know about that, right? Now, the diseases may also have flare-ups when they get worse and remissions. When symptoms get better or disappear, treatment depends on the disease. But in most cases, one important goal is to reduce inflammation. Sometimes doctors will prescribe corticosteroids or other drugs that reduce your immune response. Now, do you know what anti-GBM is better known as good pastures disease? Well, it is um, a disorder in which your body's immune system creates antibodies that attack your kidneys and lungs. As a result, you may develop one or both conditions, okay? Um, glomular nephritis is inflammation of the glomular 
tiny units in your kidney that filter waste and extra fluid from your blood, bleeding in your lungs. If left untreated, anti-GBM disease can quickly get worse and may lead to kidney failure and death. Now, you may be wondering how common is anti-GBM? Well, anti-GBM disease is rare, with only about one in one million new cases being reported per year. And who may be most likely to develop anti-GBM disease? Well, anti-GBM disease most often affects men. That's right, men in their 20s and women in their 60s. But it can occur at any age. The condition can occur in children, but this is extremely rare. Now that when it comes down to the complications of having anti-GBM disease, now, You have to remember, if not treated promptly, anti-GBM disease can cause serious complications such as severe kidney inflammation, which can quickly lead to kidney failure. It can cause severe bleeding in the lungs, which can cause respiratory failure. Now, when it comes down to the symptoms of anti-GBM disease, now, it most often starts with symptoms such as fatigue or feeling tired, weakness, anemia, general body discomfort or pain, nausea, and vomiting. Now, the Do these symptoms sound familiar to those of us who suffer with lupus? Now you see why it's so hard for a healthcare provider to diagnose autoimmune diseases because the symptoms are so similar. All right. Now, these symptoms may appear before or along with symptoms of lung and kidney problems. Now, when you're talking about symptoms of lung problems, they may include coughing up blood, a dry cough, shortness of breath, chest pain, symptoms of kidney problems may include pink or cola-colored urine from blood in your urine, or hematuria, swelling in your feet and legs, which is edema, high blood pressure, hypertension, foamy urine due to too much protein, or protein urea, 
Now, I know those of us with lupus, we sometimes spill protein along with um, blood cells in our urine. So, um, we need to be careful also. You must seek a healthcare professional help right away if you have any of these symptoms. Now, researchers don't fully understand the cause of anti-GBM disease. A combination of your genes and factors in the environment may put you at risk. That's just like with lupus, the same situation with lupus. Now, when it comes to your genes, some genetic traits that parents pass on to their children, while uncommon, may affect the risk for developing anti-GBM disease. For example, scientists have found a link between anti-GBM disease and human leukocyte antigen better known as HLA, which is a protein on the surface of cells that plays an important role in immune response. Now, some types of HLA may increase your risk for developing the disorder, while others may decrease this risk. When we return we'll be talking about how the environment plays a role in anti-GBM. So stay with me. All right, we're talking about anti-GBM disease. Now, when it comes to the environment, We all know that there are certain things in the environment which may increase our risk of developing any type of illness. And when it comes to anti-GBM, the elements in the environment, such as inhaled hydrocarbons, chemicals derived from petroleum, found in gasoline, kerosene, paint thinner, furniture polish, and other household products can cause an increase in our risk of developing anti-GBM. We know that smoking, we know that infections, we know that drug use such as cocaine Um, We know that contact with metal dust can all have an increased effect on us developing anti-GBM disease. Now, when it comes to healthcare professionals trying to diagnose anti-GBM disease, they will Do this by reviewing your symptoms 
and medical history and ordering certain lab tests. Now, some of these lab tests often include a urinalysis, which checks a sample of your urine for blood and protein that can pass into the urine when your kidneys are damaged. There are blood tests which can detect anti-GBM antibodies um, in your blood and signs of kidney damage. Testing for anti-GBM antibodies is extremely important because it gives the diagnosis and guides the treatment. There is also chest x-rays, which can also help detect any damage to the lungs, kidney biopsies, um, which are performed by a nephrologist. Um, to diagnose anti-GBM disease, healthcare professionals may use your medical history and a physical exam. Also, when it comes to the treatment, um, it could be treated with immune suppressants, antibiotics, corticosteroids, um, to lower the, with the corticosteroids, it lowers the immune response and the inflammation, okay? Now, once treated, anti-GBM disease rarely comes back. When it does, it is often due to ongoing exposure to chemicals that irritates the lungs. People who have had anti-GBM disease should avoid any chemicals that may irritate the lungs. Now, how do healthcare professionals treat the complications of anti-GBM disease? Patients, okay, who are very ill by the time they seek care may need additional treatments such as urgent um, dialysis. That's right. That's why it's so important not to delay any medical treatment, especially during this time that we're in right now. Don't delay in talking with your doctors. You can even do telehealth. That's when either the doctor will call you on the phone or you can do it by video. But do not put your health in jeopardy for further complications. Now, intubation, a medical procedure in which a tube is placed into the windpipe through the mouth or the nose for respiratory failure. In most cases, bleeding in the lungs stops and anti-GBM disease doesn't cause 
lasting damage to your lungs. However, the disorder can cause serious damage to your kidneys, as I stated previously. Now, the extent of the damage to the kidneys often depends on how well your kidneys were working before you started treatment. If you already needed dialysis by the time you start treatment, you are likely to stay on dialysis after treatment. Some people may need a kidney transplant. There are also clinical trials for anti-GBM disease. The NIDDK conducts and supports clinical trials in many diseases and conditions, including kidney diseases. The trials look to find new ways to prevent, detect, and treat disease and improve quality of life. What are clinical trials for anti-GBM disease? Well, clinical trials and other types of clinical studies are part of medical research and involve people who may be experiencing these symptoms. Now, when you volunteer to take part in a clinical study, you help doctors and researchers learn more about disease and improve healthcare for individuals in the future. If you have anti-GBM disease and you are looking to be a participant in a clinical trial, you can view a filtered list of clinical studies on conditions that are federally funded, open and recruiting at www.clinicaltrials.gov. You can expand or narrow the list to include clinical studies from industries, universities, and individuals. However, the National Institutes of Health does not review these studies and cannot ensure that they are safe. As always, talk with your healthcare provider before you participate in any clinical study. Well, you know it's that time for me. You know, I have a busy weekend. This whole week has been kind of hectic. Now, this weekend, I'm going to replace the kitchen and the pantry floor. Yes, I'm going to do that. And I am going to paint the pantry. Yeah. Yeah. That's how busy my weekend is going to be. Um, I think um, since 
the home was left to my father and mother left this home to us, my siblings and myself. I said, I think I wanted to give my mother's kitchen a, a new facelift. So that's what I will be doing. But before I go, I want to leave you with this. Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers. For thereby some have entertained angels. That's right. May you have a most peaceful, relaxful, safe, and oh so blessed weekend. I'm Susan Hendricks, your host for my story, Living with Lupus Podcast. I'll see you next Friday. The views and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus Podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lucas podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Thank you.